Welcome to the Personal Best Podcast, powered by Jets Australia. My name is Bart, I'm the head coach here at Jets Australia, and to my left is New Year, New Me, Jacob Kettle. Good morning, everyone. Something you should know is the hippo is my favourite animal. And another thing you should know is follow the podcast, subscribe, and to have a good day. How are you this morning, Bart? I mean, I'm so much better for knowing that the hippo is your favourite yeah, You animal. know, sometimes we give, I give out facts, straight truth. But maybe the people want to know a bit more about me, my personal preferences, and I just went a different lane today. Let us know if you want to know more about (laughs) Jacob's personal preferences, (laughs) scraping the barrel for facts, I think, Jesus. Um, Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, It's great to have you here. In today's episode, we're talking all things fitness. We're touching on a bit about New Year's resolutions too, but our questions for today's are, uh, I'm new to the gym. How long does it take to see results? Is it possible to eat healthy and progress with my fitness without tracking calories what is the healthiest fruit and is it possible to maintain muscle while training for a marathon let's get in to the episode Jacob, but it is 2024 it is, it. it is a new year how was your break? It was relaxing. I feel refreshed. I'm a new me, you you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I look? Do I look refreshed? You look it's like, like a new... Tired? Uh, yeah, definitely, actually. <laughs> I'm, but I'm trying to hold face for the podcast here. <laughs> no, I'm doing great, but how was yeah, your holidays? Good. Mate, it was really good, actually. We went back home. Lysander, my boy, got to spend a bit of time with my parents, which which is hard when they live in another state. So it was just food and cows and paddocks and country life for a couple of weeks. But now I'm um I'm ready to get back into it. I'm feeling yes. good. I'm feeling really good. Are you okay with you know letting go of fitness, all fitness, Bart, for a few weeks? There's, there'll always be remnants. There'll be all re- yeah. Yep. <coughs> Absolutely. You just human like the rest of us. I am, but I did switch off in, t- in terms of what food I was eating for a little while, and my gut is my gut's still healing from it. But man, I went I went pretty ham when I was home. I ate all the foods. My favourite was, of course, my mum's. Um, she makes, like, a homemade ice cream. It's got to be the worst thing for you. Mm-hmm. It's made of, like, condensed milk and there's, like, violet crumble in there. It's right. so delicious. But, um, yeah, mate, I, I leaned in, you know, and I had a great time. I think it's a really healthy thing to do every now and then, particularly if you're very fitness inclined like I am. If you If you struggle or you're scared of sort of turning that off for a little bit, I think there's a bit of, bit of a problem or a bit of an issue, but... It's always hard, but when you do and when you come back to it, you do realise just how good you feel when you're on this sort of path, living the, the health and fitness lifestyle. So, mate, I had a, I had a great time. Got a few workouts in there too, which was, which was pretty good. Good. Um, you went away as well. I um, went away just for, to see some family, all bits about. Took a bit of a, a break from the gym, but I've been trying something new. Interesting. Tell me. Now, skipping the gym, I might have been... For a few days, but I found a new path of skipping. Interesting, skipping Jacob. rope. I've been very interesting. I've been heavy onto the old skipping rope trend that I've made for myself. Are we just? Are we talking just like sing, uh, just one time under the feet? Or are you doing like jogging on the spot? What, tell me more. I'm talking, yeah, just intervals. Yeah, some intervals. Cool. I I I kicked off straight off the bat. Um, and you know me, sometimes I go way too hard yep. at the start, Just burn myself out. Uh, did that first day, I went to the gym that day, came home, I said, this wasn't enough. 
I'm going to do some skipping. Oh. There's an emergency. <laughs> it's 2024. They've heard about your skipping. They heard about my skipping. They knew I was on fire because <laughs> if you didn't hear that, alarm. that was a fire alarm going off. But I it was, the I think, the hottest day on record for the summer and I was in the middle of the day and I th- thought, let's go outside mm. and do some skipping for 40 minutes. Far um, out. Far out. And I made, I made a bit of – I gamified it a little bit. Uh-huh. Tried to keep my heart rate – between 150 and 170. Very nice. Going, thinking about it then, was probably a bit overboard yes. because the following two days I couldn't really walk very well. <laughs> cooked. I was cooked. I overcooked myself. And, you know, that's just what happens sometimes. But we live and we learn. And but now skipping is a part of my life. I was about to say, you're still doing it though, right? I'm doing it, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. I think skipping is great, right? It's re- really good for your, your tendons and your joints if, if you're doing it right, obviously. But, hey, good on you. That's huge. Trying new things. I've got, I've, I've, had, I've got a few workouts in there. There's a, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. There's a gym back home that just had a refurb. And it's an awesome, it's an awesome gym now. So I, um, I, I practice what I preach and I lifted heavy to make sure that those excess calories went to, um, went to a good place. Now, it is a new year. And let me tell you, I went to the gym yesterday and it is busy. It's busy out there. There's a whole lot of new faces in there. A lot of people joining the gym either for the first time or again to pursue their, f- their, their New Year's resolutions. So I thought it might be poignant to give us give ourselves a bit of a reminder, all right, for, especially, for, especially for people who have already found the power of fitness and are a, a bit of a gym rat like we are. Just give yourself a reminder of, of, of what's happening this time of year. Yep, there's going to be heaps of people. Yep, you might not be able to get the equipment that you want, but just Take things, take things into consideration a little bit. Um, you may not get the exercises or equipment you want at the time that you want it, and that is okay. We can adapt. It's a small thing. We can move on. It happened to me yesterday. All the incline benches were taken. I was hoping to do some sort of incline bench dumbbell row. I dare I know. I couldn't do it, so I had to use the cable machine instead. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. So my recommendation is if something is taken, try and think of a different movement that has the same movement pattern. So for me, the, the horizontal row was taken, so I went to a different horizontal row. So I still got a similar stimulus just with a different piece of I equipment. usually go an opposite route where I, I huff and puff and I go talk to the whoever's working at the gym <laughs> and I say, this person took my equipment. Can you tell them to, to leave? Do you, want, do you Generally doesn't work very well. No. But, and it's quite rude on my end, but... But do you, want, do you want to know, like, you joke, right, but people do that. I used to I used to work in a gym where that would happen all the time. I can count, I probably can't count, there was a number of times where people came, because I was the fitness manager mm-hmm. at the time, they came up to me saying, hey, this person is using too much, too many pieces of equipment, they're using my, my cable, I'm here at the same time every day using this cable and this person's on it. And I had to diffuse the situ- I had to diffuse the situation just because of that that perception. Wow! So you joke, but hey, mate, it happens. For those that are in the gym and you do see new people in there, embrace it. Hey, we don't know how 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 they got there. You know, this might be their first time in the gym. It may have taken them months to build up the courage courage to join the gym. Mm-hmm. So if you do see someone new there, don't judge. Don't make a a, a preconceived thought about what they're doing, but embrace them, introduce yourself, make them welcome. And just a really quick one, wipe down your equipment, especially this time of year, wipe down your equipment and put your weights away and be the example. The gyms that do this the best are led by the regulars. So if the regulars do this, the people that come and go will see them doing that, then they're more likely to keep that gym nice and clean. So be the example Set the gym etiquette, and of course, a rip in motivation is high for most people. So um, let's ride the motivation wise. So very um, nice. I also want to quickly touch on resolutions, right? Yep. 
we did um we did an episode oh, it must have been it was before the new year about resolutions there's a couple of stats that really got me the first one was 23 percent of people who have a fitness new year's resolution quit or stop that resolution in the first week so almost a quarter okay so it might be over for some of you that are listening that Hopefully you just relight that flame. 100%. And if you do know someone who has already quit their fitness New Year's resolution, share this episode with them to give them a bit of inspiration, all right? So what I want to do is for for people that have maybe quit their resolution because they don't have a bit of direction or maybe you don't have a goal for this year, I want to point you in the right direction. And this has worked time and time again. Bench press, squat and deadlift. Those are your powerlifting movements, right? They're very good because you're you're able to produce a lot of force and lift a lot of weight. There's also a bit of skill and technique behind it, which I like. It's an investment into the longevity of these lifts. So here's my mission for you. If you're sort of at that intermediate level, aim for a 75% body weight bench press, 100% body weight squat, and 125% body weight deadlift, right? So if you, so yep, so obviously 100% squat, that is 100% of your weight. If you're 70 kilos, that is a 70 kilo squat. Nailed it. And then what you can do is flex up and flex down. If you listen to that and go, oh, I'm nowhere near that, start with a 50% bench press, a 75% body weight squat, and a 100% body weight deadlift. And once you tick those numbers off, bump up 25% on each. And so one of my goals this year, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not quite sure how I'll get there with the way my legs are going, but we'll see how we go. It's 125% body weight bench press, 150% body weight squat, and a 200% body weight deadlift. So my numbers will be 107 kilo bench, 127.5 kilo squat, and 170 kilo deadlift. The bench press and the, and the deadlift, I think, will be pretty close, but the squat will be the challenging part. If okay. you, if I might try and join you on that part. About those numbers, 125, 150, 200? Y- Yep, <laughs> let's go for it. <laughs> so confident. Let's go. I'm so assured by your answer, but so simply just like simply just pursuing this this process of strength, we'll see some awesome aesthetic things happen to your body. Because for us to get stronger, we need to be feeding our body right. We need to be eating the right amount of calories, the right amount of proteins, the right amount of minerals, uh, macro and micro, and we need to be resting. And those are, those are some big boxes to be ticked when it comes to your fitness. And all you're really doing is focusing on these three lifts, but all these wonderful things, all these second gain benefits happen because of it. So if you're lost, join join the revolution here. 125% body weight bench press, 150% body weight squat. Is this for one or uh, how many how many reps am I doing? One rep. Oh, okay. one, oh one mate, rep. bump those numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do those tomorrow. We'll keep going. But, um, but what's, what's, what's amazing, right, is there's people out there that can do a 300, like three times body weight deadlift. Yeah. It's, it's outrageous. So if you are lost, take those numbers Make that your mission this year, and I can guarantee you, if you hit them, you'll see some absolutely magnificent progress uh, in your aesthetics. I um, I want to do a quick note as well. On Thursday, so this will go out on Tuesday. Yep, um, Tuesday being today. Right now. It'll be going Jack, out. has a bit of work to do yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the next half an hour. Um, uh, so on Thursday, Jet's Wad is live. So we did our last episode last week was all about Jet's Wad talking about it. But we actually go live on Thursday the eighth. I am beyond excited for this to be unleashed into the Jet's network. It's a very effective program, delivered very simply, uh, and you can follow it sort of in whichever way you want. So be ready for Jet's Wad. It's a year of fitness freedom. We cannot wait to share this and some other products with you coming a bit later. But for now, uh, let's get into some questions. Hey? Cool. Question one. 
I'm new to the gym. How long will it take me to see results? Uh huh. Like many, maybe. Yes. Yes, if you are listening and you are new to the gym and you are asking yourself this question, just go a bit, go a bit easy on yourself. Because a lot of people expect a lot from a little. We, and this is, a, this is a bit of a harsh pill to swallow, but if you have a bit of weight to lose or your body is in, in a bad way, you sort of neglected it for a few years, think about how long it took you to put that weight on. For a lot of us, it'll be our entire lives. So if you're 25 years old, you've got a bit of weight to lose. It's taken you 25 years to get to that point. So we can't expect to unwind 25 years of damage in three weeks. No. We have to start thinking about fitness as a lifelong journey and really understanding the second gain benefits from fitness, which in my, my opinion are, are the best. So this is stuff like a change in mood. This is like bettering your sleep. Your sleep's better because you're exercising. A better libido. This is a really funny thing that happens to a lot of people which we often don't talk about, but if you, especially if you're a male, if you're unhealthy, you start lifting heavy weights, you start recovering, eating a bit more protein, particularly eating a bit more good fat, mm-hmm. you'll see a bit of an increase in libido. Yep. And that's, that's a very healthy thing and a very healthy benefit and a very healthy result that comes from, um, from lifting weights in particular. And along with that, there's also a thing of hunger, right? And this sort of perplexes people a little bit. If you're lifting weights three times a week, and you feel your hunger going up uh, in the days, great. Don't think of that as a, as a negative thing. That's your body saying, hey, I'm anabolic right now. You need to feed me. You need to nourish me so I can build that lean tissue, increase the metabolism, and make you a healthier person. So an increase in hunger in particular is a really important thing. There's a bit of a deleterious thing that happens when it's the opposite. So if someone comes to me and they're training six or seven days a week, and their appetite is really low, that's telling me they might be doing a bit too much or undernourishing their body. Yes. Um, and also stuff like an increase in confidence, just a very general, you know, you're walking a bit taller, you're feeling a bit better. That is a great result from, from, um, uh, from lifting weights and fitness in particular. And mental health benefits like less, less anxiety. And some of these can be acute and some of them take a little bit longer. Can I just mention that some of these things, these will happen, but it almost might be an inverse in the in the early stages like when you're just starting in the gym you might have a bit worse sleep you mm. might it might be tough for you to get in the gym the mood might not be better like all those things kind of it's a bit of a bell curve it might come the other way yep. once you finally get into that groove you start seeing those results after a while then all these good little boxes that come with it start ticking off 100% and don't let that discourage you so yeah. if you're listening to if this you're listening to this yeah. and you're going hey I just started I'm not feeling a change in mood I'm not seeing any of these things it will come it will and the consistency is what, what the key is and we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit but in terms of aesthetic results I've mentioned this on the podcast before and again I'm going to encourage most people um, to not use the scale as a metric so remember, remember every time you step on a scale you're not just measuring your fat, you're measuring your you're measuring gravity, essentially. You're measuring your bones, the amount of water you have in your body, your organs, your hair, you know, all of that makes that number you see in front of you. And because of that, it's hard to gauge how well you're doing in the gym from that number. And so aesthetic things I like to keep an eye on is stuff like clothes fitting differently, particularly for women. If you find that your jeans are fitting a bit different around the butt or perhaps your your, um, your bra is fitting a bit different around the chest, that could be a result of you doing a few more pulling movements or, or, um, or back movements. 
So clothes fitting differently is a good sign rather than focusing on a number. If you see your strength increasing, we know that that's a positive thing. If you're in the gym, you're seeing the number on the bar go up. Maybe you're feeling a few of the other benefits we talked about before. We're moving in the right direction. And then because of that, I can guarantee you there's some positive things happening in your body. We don't get stronger without our body changing. So strength is a big barometer for me. And you might see a bit of weight change on the scale, but if you don't, do not get disheartened. Because we have to remember, when we're, when we're trying to change our composition, from a coach's point of view, we're trying to build or maintain muscle and lose fat. So we're trying to build and lose at the same time. And for a lot of people, that does happen at the same time. So you might build a kilo of muscle, but there's arbitrary numbers here, build a kilo of muscle, lose a kilo of fat, and your weight will stay the same, but inside your body is fundamentally different. Mm -hmm. So in terms of results, those are the things I want you to look out for. And so you will see some instant results, you know, such as mood and mental health. A lot of people feel better after the gym, which is great. You might feel the hunger, as as I mentioned, as well as an acute result. But some will take a bit longer, as Jacob mentioned, so stick with the consistency. But here's my sort of rule of thumb. If you're new to fitness and you see nothing happen, you don't feel your sleep getting better, you don't see a change in mood, you don't, you know, you're not feeling that hunger, you're not feeling confident, there's no change in your clothes, your strength isn't increasing, write to us. Write to us, tell us your context and we'll point you in the right direction. So if you don't see that stuff in four weeks, let us know and we'll be able to help you. There is a form you can fill out that is in the show notes of this episode. Write your context, give us as much detail as possible and we'll be able to help you out um, on this show. Nice, and even if you are seeing change... You can write to us as well and say, hey, I am. I would love to see more of that. If you've got a success story, yeah, write it in that form. Mm. Question two, is it possible to eat healthy and see progress without tracking calories all the time? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And for most people, I think this is where this is where they should live. And so there's a, there's a term called intuitive eating that's sort of thrown around the fitness industry a little bit. I think it's a bit misconstrued. Um, on what exactly it is but what it means is sort of eating food eating how you usually eat and then listening to your body and listening to its signals to intuitively you know take some food away from here add some food add this add that or what have you but it's really hard to get to that point you have to be very in tune and have had a lot of practice with tracking calories and with understanding calories before you get to this point that being said this is the point where i'd love people to get to um, but you can't get there unless you have some sort of objective measure beforehand. So you can't sort of go into the, the calorie world and the macro world and just assume things. We need to understand things first, and that's where tracking, although it's a pretty tedious pr- process, can help. And so what I like to do is sort of every every three months or so, I'll track my calories for maybe a week or two weeks mm-hmm. just to see where I'm at because I'm a creature of habit. I eat mainly the same things most days. And so I know if I mainly eat, eat with that consistency and that similarity, I'm going to be within those tracked calorie um, measures. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just check in every, every, every three months or so just to make sure I'm on the right track and then make adjustments from there. If you've never done this before, here's how. There's a couple of apps. That in fact, there's a plethora of apps out there that can help you track your calories. Um, My Fitness Pal being one, the new one I'm using is Fat Secret, which is pretty cool. They're all sort of like, the, it's sort of the freemium game model, so you can have some sort of free access to it and do do some things. You have to pay for, for, for other things, and that's okay. okay. But download the app and just start tracking your food. 
put in everything, you know, particularly in the Australian market, most Australian foods are in there. So it's really easy to track certain brands and, and get to the macro and to the micro. And then do that for two weeks and just sort of see where you're at. And if you do, if you are like me and eat the similar foods on most days, we can assume that the calories that you've tracked over those two weeks will be your maintenance calories. If we're not increasing weight on the scale or, or decreasing weight on the scale, we can assume that's where your, your maintenance is. And then you can make adjustments. So if you if you know you want to add a bit of muscle, you know, increase your protein a little bit, increase your calories from that point. If you know you need to lose a bit of weight, you can decrease your calories from that point. But just take all the data for what it is. So if you're looking at that and you, you notice your protein is a bit low, and what we say here on the podcast is we try to aim for two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. It might be a bit overkill for most people to hit that target, but most people can't hit that target. So that's why we give that target. Mm-hmm. So if you're not hitting two grams of protein for every kilo of body weight, as judged by your the data in the app, and that's a sign for you to increase your protein. All right? And then you can sort of manage your calories and macros from there. And we will do sometime this year sort of a masterclass on how to do that a bit more more acutely, I think. But from there, that's when you can start to this, this idea, start to practice this idea of intuitive eating, right? Yep. So you don't need to track your calories every single day, but I think it's very beneficial to track them every now and then. Just make sure you're on the right spot. Yeah, get on that right track. Yep. Question three: What is the healthiest fruit? So interesting, hey. Mm. So I've there's like there's a famous clip of someone out there. I think it's an an old comedian saying that his trainer told him that a banana is just a sugar stick. Yeah. And so people have cottoned onto that, and now there's this connotation of hey, fruit is just sugar. We shouldn't eat fruit. Fruit's pretty unhealthy. Yeah, there's the sugar, and then there's also the super fruit, super food, super fruit. Yeah, super foods. Yeah. Which fr- which fruit is super? <laughs> and what makes a super fruit? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But what we're going to talk about here is fruit in its whole form. So as soon as you alter fruit, whether it's you know juice it or roll it up, turn it into it a roll up. <laughs> that's right. That's a good one. You know, put it in yogurt or, or what have you. That's when that's when fruit can become unhealthy. Um, so if you think about the difference between an apple juice, like a Prima apple juice, remember those? You have mm, those in Prima. Yummy, a nice yeah. juice box. Yeah, I'd like to be sipping on one of those right now. <laughs> that would be nice. That was the best. Co- <laughs> <Didn't it? Anyway, laughs> we digress. If you think about that, an apple juice, Prima, and an apple. Not sponsored. Not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> Although, what? Although, a Prima, what? if you want to <laughs> shout out. I wouldn't mind a six-pack of Primas. I'll tune in next time. We'll just be guzzling apple juice. Anyway, <coughs> the difference is stark, right? The, the juice is literally just the sugar. That That's a sugar stick. Yep. But the actual apple, there's fiber in there. There's phytonutrients in there. There's antioxidants in there. There's fi- I mentioned fiber. Fiber in particular is really important to dilute and sort of um, and manage the blood sugar spike that comes with eating fruit. So the fruit itself, I think, is absolutely fine. It does become an issue where you eat too much of it. If all you eat is apples, like that one chick on YouTube that just ate bananas. Did you see her? No, I thought that was I thought there was a thing where if you ate too many bananas, you could die from potassium overload. Well, I, think, or I, think, I think that's what happened. To her. Oh, she actually I died. I, don't, I think she that that, that she was either really morbid or she got really sick. I can't remember. Oh, okay. But people were telling her in the comments, you can't, you can't, you can't just eat bananas. You can't just eat thirty. But anyway, <clears throat> so if you just do that, obviously that that's an unhealthy thing. Too much of a good thing is an unhealthy thing. So put that to bed. I think fruit's pretty healthy. What's the healthiest one? It depends. 
And it depends on you and your diet and how you digest. Mangoes. Yeah. No, that's my favourite. They're up there too. I love berries. But the, so I think that the rule of thumb here is a diverse selection. We know that the fibre in fruits is different from fruit to fruit. We know there's different antioxidants in fruits. Fruits are different colours, which tells us there's different nutrients in different fruits. So I like to think about it as a, a, a diverse selection. So if you're diversifying your fruit intake, if you have a snack every day, that's either an apple, an orange, a banana, a mango, some berries, what have you, cycle through the ones that you like and you'll, you'll get the benefits from all of them. But there is a special, um, a special place in my heart for berries just because of the amount of antioxidants are in them, the amount of fibre that's in them and the very low calories that come with them. Like you can eat a punnet of raspberries and I think it's about 100 calories. It's, it's nothing. Very interesting, but very interesting. It is very interesting. So what's the healthiest fruit? All of them diversify your intake to get the benefits from all of them. Cool. Question four. I'm hoping to train for a marathon later in the year, but in wanting to keep the muscle I have built, is it possible to train for a marathon and maintain muscle? If you wound the clock back five or six years, this was me. I wasn't training for marathons, but I was mainly training for half marathon Spartan races. So this was on the sides of the mountains, trail running, obstacles, the whole shebang. And my mission in that was to do them as fast as I can without hampering my aesthetics as, as much as I could. Now, the, the outcome was I did lose a bit of muscle. I know I did. I got a little bit smaller. But when it comes to performance, particularly in a, uh, in a sport that's directly opposite to the pursuit of muscle gain, you have to sort of take that on the chin to get a better performance outcome. So you can train from it, and there are some things you can do to help yourself maintain muscle. But I think it's good to know that why why cardio eats it doesn't eat away at muscle it just sends the opposite signal to building muscle when we do a lot of cardio we're sending a signal to our body of efficiency because it's all about stamina it's all about sustaining paces about sustaining energy and so because of that our body goes all right we're not we're not we're not doing reps that are of high force we're not using our total nervous system to its full potential so we'll down regulate that to become more efficient at this running thing and so what happens is people will lose a bit of muscle, they'll become a little bit lighter. Of course, they'll burn a bit of fat as well. Um, that's all a part of the process. <clears throat> but because of that, our body gets faster at running because of the lighter weight. And it's sort of getting you getting rid of the stuff it's not using. The old adage of if you don't use it, you'll lose it comes to mind in this case. <clears throat> and so for the person who wants to try and maintain muscle while running, these are the things you can do, but do know um, – it's pretty, you're probably going to lose a little bit, and that's, that's okay. We can always gain that back at a, um, at a future date. And so my first recommendation is if you're not running at all at the moment, increase your running volume very slowly. Don't all of a sudden go out and try and run that marathon. You know, Start with one session a week, then build up to two, then build up to three, or whatever your program um, tells you to do, but just don't do it all at once. And I want you to make sure that that initial running work is aerobic. So this means at a lower pace, a lower pace than you know you can run, just to start to fortify your aerobic energy system and to start teaching your body how to use fat and oxygen as a fuel. So start out low, low energy, and uh, <coughs> sorry, long, long and slow. Start out long and slow and then build up your intensity as you get closer to the race. I find that sort of polarizing your energy system. So if you're still lifting weights at the same time, you're telling your body, hey, get stronger, keep the muscle on the body. But then you're also telling the body, hey, become a bit more efficient at oxygenation. I find that <coughs> in the past that's worked for me for trying to keep muscle in my body in terms of a longer program. 
And I want you to make sure you are lifting weights during your entire program. If this is indeed your goal, we still want to be sending the body signals of, hey, I still need this muscle. I'm still producing high amounts of force. Don't get rid of it just in case that force production happens again. And so the body will safeguard itself by trying to keep muscle on your body. And then use your strength as a barometer. So if you know you can do a 100 kilo deadlift, and you sort of get to a point halfway through your running program where you're still maintaining that 100 kilo deadlift, great, we're on the right track. But if your 100 kilo deadlift all of a sudden drops down to 60, 70, 80, we might need to make a few make a few changes. <clears throat> so just keep that and you, so keep lifting weights and use strength as your barometer. In terms of diets, make sure you're keeping your protein and calories high. If we if our calorie deficit because of the amount of running that we're doing is too large. That's where some deleterious things can happen to your body and to your metabolism. So make sure you're understanding how many calories you're burning and trying to match that. If we're trying to, if if our goal is to try and get fast in a marathon and keep muscle, that tells me that your your aesthetics will sort of be the the third prong of that trident, and it doesn't really matter. So make sure your calories are staying high just to keep that signal rolling through and make sure you're recovering from your strength workouts. And of course, your protein, there's a lot of studies out there um, that say a high-protein diet can help keep muscle on your body in a calorie deficit and then plan for what happens after your race yep. and plan to have a recomp uh, phase where you do take the running volume out, start to build up your weight intensity um, and do a bit of a strength phase after your, after your marathon just to make sure that you're regaining anything that you've lost and you're sort of getting the best of both worlds. That would be sort of the way I'd go about it, but um, very interesting question. Yeah, I just a, uh, a influencer that is, if you're interested, Nick Bear. Do you know who Nick Bear is? I heard of him, yeah. Um, yeah, he's very into that hybrid bodybuilder, but also marathon runner kind of physique. So he's all about being able to lift, lift heavy while also maintaining a long run. He loves running. He just did it. Have you heard of the Last Man Standing race? Mm, no, no, I haven't. Last Man Standing race, great um, documentary you should see or just watch his YouTube video about mm. it. Um, it's becoming quite popular. It's cool. like a, uh, it's a simple kind of trail race that they do in the middle of America somewhere. I think it's a 4.2 mile loop. Um, basically, they start in the middle of the day. I think you have, say, an hour or so, so to finish the loop. It's about right. six or six or clo- close to seven Ks. But it's just you keep going, and it's the there's about two hundred con- contestants, Far out. and it's whoever can maintain it, and it people just drop off one by one. So it goes for over overnight, I think. And um, Nick did do a YouTube video on it. He competed, and you know you get like ten minute, five ten minute breaks in the hour, back doing it again until yeah. someone is the champ. I really respect that pursuit, though. Like, I'm, I can really align with, hey, I want to have it all. I want to be able to move at move or run over long distances at a decent pace, but also to be able to to be strong and, and to, to have a certain amount of muscle. So if this is your pursuit, there is a way to do it. You just need to get a bit nerdy like Nick Bear uh, and like this member's about to. But good questions all up. Mate, there we go. First Great. episode, 2024. Put it in the bank. Put it in the bank. Make sure you are following us on all the socials. We are Jets Australia, J-E-T-T-S. We have a new logo, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we do. Get around that. It's going to be a big year, team, a big year of fitness freedom. WOD launches on Thursday. Follow us on all the socials. And uh, Jacob? Uh, Just keep being a personal best. Yeah, baby. Bye.